lay in bed all I am free Thank God I am free I am This is I'm not the woman I used to be I'm free with Minister Diane Jones Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello. Guess what? Guess what? I have a guest tonight. Yes, I have a live person with me. I'm clapping. You hear me clapping? That's because I'm excited. I am, like, too excited. I've been uh, doing a series on spiritual abuse. This is part six. This is such a pervasive issue. I mean, it is just widespread, okay? And many people, many people are victims of spiritual abuse, okay? Many people are in churches or affiliated with ministries of some sort in which the leaders, the leaders are what I call and what the Bible describes as hirelings, uh, or wolves in sheep's clothing, okay? They are all about building their kingdoms, not the Lord's kingdom, and therefore they do not treat or care for the sheep, God's people, all right? And God's heart is for his people. His heart is for his people Jesus died for the world, i.e. people, okay? And sometimes people get uh, used and abused in these types of settings. And not only sheep, but some of God's uh, leaders, some of God's leaders, some of God's true servants. So I'm not going to talk long because I want my guests to have plenty of time to talk with me. And um, I don't want to run out of time like I can do, like I tend to do. So I'm going to say a little bit about her. Um, She is my wonderful daughter. Her name is Chanel, Chanel Nicole. Um, She has experienced some um, spiritual abuse firsthand. Um, She does love the Lord a great deal. She loves to serve. She loves to give. She's a wonderful mother, 
of a vibrant, talented, beautiful daughter. Um, she is a professional woman. She has a YouTube channel at Nicole's Place. I love it. I watch it faithfully. It makes me smile. It 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 wows me. <laughs> You've got to check it out, okay? I posted the link on the radio show page, okay? Um, I love how she weaves her love for the Lord and her relationship with the Lord into her post. So with that being said, hey, Chanel. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> great, great. How are you doing? I'm good. I think the nerves hit me just a little bit, like right when you start talking, but I'm great. <laughs> Good. You don't sound nervous. The nerves will calm down. They'll calm down. <laughs> I uh, am normally drinking some kind of a hot tea, but it is so hot over here that I am sweating in my office, and um, my AC is not working again. They're going to come out again tomorrow to fix it. So I'm not drinking hot tea. I'm sipping on some Arnold Palmer style tea, tea and lemon, lemon aid. You drinking anything tonight? Yes, I am. I figured you would probably ask me, so I am drinking hot tea, and I have peach honey. Hot tea and what? And the flavor is peach honey. Ooh, it must not be hot where you're at. Are you just Are you just enjoying the hot thing? Is it hot where you're at? What's the weather like where you're at? No, it's pretty warm, but it just finished, um, we just finished having a little episode of rain, but it's warm. Okay. Well, you're a lot like me then, because most of the time I can drink <laughs> hot tea regardless of how of how hot it is, but today I'm like, oh no, <laughs> um, maybe I'll have some before bed. So, with that being said, I gave you a little intro. What would you like to share or add about yourself, or would you like to add anything about yourself? I'll give you the option. Um, I can't remember all the things you just said. I know, I know you found my mother and businesswoman, and um, I do dance ministry, and um, I like to sing, and I'm really into art and drawing and different things like that. So the, the list goes on and on. Okay. Okay. Well, then why don't you tell us how you came to love the Lord and know the Lord? Uh, You know, tell us how you came to know the Lord. Well, obviously you're my mother, and in different periods of my life as a young child, like two, five, those different ages, I I was introduced to the Lord, so I knew of God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, but we were not active. So we would go to church here and there once in a while, but I knew basics. And then, obviously, when you got married to Dad, happy birthday, Dad, we miss you. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> today's his birthday, we miss you. Yes. Um, when you guys got married, you guys committed your life to the Lord, and you, at the time, forced us to go to church every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we did not enjoy it, and that's not something that we wanted to do, and we went for a long period before anything ever penetrated in my heart. And I remember at times I would say, Mom, I can't I can't tell you what the, the pastor just preached about. I have no clue what the lesson's about. 
and you would tell me, don't worry about it, Chanel, you know, one day you're going to get it. You're going to, it's going to hit you. And so months, months, it could have been like six months, eight months. It was a long period that this went on. And one day the pastor was preaching and whatever the message was that day, because I can't remember the message, it just hit my heart different that day. Mm. It was like, I felt like the pastor was looking at me, like he was talking directly to me, like the message was specifically for me. And it just, it just broke down my walls. It broke down. I was in a lot of pain and hurting Mm. at that time. And it broke down my walls. And I remember just feeling like, I didn't have a choice. I had to get up and I had to walk to the altar because then, you know, we would do altar calls. Mm-hmm. And so when I went up to the altar, I said yes to the Lord and I gave my life to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you did you want to talk about why you were in pain? Or not? Um, I can, I can, yeah, I can touch on that a little bit. I, um, okay. I Obviously, you were married before, so right. I was a product of divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, my father had basically abandoned me. Um, he used mm-hmm. to say some very ugly things to me as a child that mm-hmm. you should never say to your children. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just, I felt alone. I felt isolated. After that, you had to work a lot. So I basically was taking care of myself for a period. I would make sure I got up. I would get dressed. I would take myself to school. I would do my homework. And I kept, I, I became very, in, I was always a shy child, but then I, and I became very introvert. I didn't talk about my feelings. I didn't say what was going on with me. And um, I just started acting out. I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. I started partying. I was drinking at 13. And I was running away from home. And I, I was doing everything that you could be reasonable for a child that was in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was suffering in the inside. And then my mom gets married. There's this new man in her life. And I'm like, we, and we were close, even though I didn't talk to her. We were extremely close. Mm-hmm. And um, then I felt like this new man was taking her away from me. But little did I know, God was working out my family and my circumstance, and he was putting together a group of people that, that needed each other. He knew exactly what each one of us needed mm-hmm. and what everybody brought to the table, and he knew what the final outcome was going to be, and it ended up being the best thing that could ever happen to me. Mm. And I've never been the same since then. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, we miss you, Chris. <laughs> Just so people will follow the follow the flow. She's now she's talking about uh my 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 last marriage, my love of my life marriage and our previous engineer, Chris. <laughs> so back to where you were. Um you're at church, you, you know, have an encounter with the Lord yourself, a personal encounter with the Lord yourself. I know that you later received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Or I don't think that was in the same day, was it? I don't think that was in no, the same day. No, it was not. It was okay. later. Okay. Okay. And so we're just about two minutes out before the break. Do you want to talk anything about that experience, the Holy Spirit, the receiving the Holy Spirit experience? Sure. That day was a story in itself. Um, when God touches you and he really fills you with the Holy Ghost, it's, it's an experience that you'll never forget. And again, mm-hmm. the, my mother this time was teaching the word. And I don't remember what she was talking about, but the Holy Ghost was strong in there that day. And I was just sitting amongst young people. 
of my age. I was 15, 16 around this time. And she just walked by me. She didn't even touch me. That's, the, that's how powerful the Holy Spirit is. He doesn't need to touch you, mm. to touch you physically, to mm. touch you on the inside. Mm. She just walked by, and next thing I know, I was I started speaking in tongues from nowhere. And it was the uncontrollable tongues. Like, mm. I had no control over myself. I, it came from nowhere. That anointing was so strong. Mm. And the young people that were my friends at the time, they were running. They were <laughs> running trying to get out of the way because... I just stood up and I started speaking in tongues. The Lord completely took over me. All right. Well, the tunes are here. We'll be back after the break, people. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. ETS. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. People, I hope that got your um, attention. We want to have time for Chanel to talk about tonight's uh, topic, so we're going to fast forward, okay? 
she was 15, 16 when she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But now we're going to fast forward to just a few years ago. Um, and hopefully we'll have her back on now. Now that we've got her, we'll have her back on and maybe she can share some of those other experiences depending on what topic we're hitting on. But now we're going to fast forward to just a few years ago. I believe, I want to say maybe 2017-ish. 2018, somewhere in there, and you, through your um, Christian experience, ended up at a certain church in your area, in um, North Carolina, yes? Yes. Yes. And this church was, um, I believe, they were professing to be Holy Ghost believers, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So tell me, how did you get involved? With that church, tell us, tell the listeners, how did you end up getting involved with that church? I was um, an extra on um, in a theater production. They did a Moses play, and I was one of the extras, and I got to dance um, during the show, and I met different people there. And one of the people I met was um, also professing to be a minister, was involved in um, their own dance ministry program that they were doing, and they invited me to come to their dance classes, and once I did that, that person introduced me to the church that they had been going to for years, and so I would go just to visit every once in a while. I've never been like a person that was a member of a church. I just went where the Lord led me and stayed there as long as I needed to, and then would move on, and um, I used to volunteer my time, so they would host different events. There, they would do Christmas events and give out presents to the kids. And so I would just come to, to to be a part of the event, and then I would see that there was a need. They would start to kick down, and I would just naturally start assisting with them, putting things away and different things like that. So we ended up to de- I ended up developing a relationship with the church through that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it just kind of developed, really, on its own. And Right. I remember you being very, very excited about this because it had been a you. You were actually looking for and longing for a church home, what we call a church home. Am I? Do I Correct. have that right? Correct. So you were very excited about this. Um, so then things kind of. Uh, I, I think you got even more involved. You. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you started. Getting more, uh, yeah, I think you did um, sun, uh, school for the youth, was it Sunday school for the youth? How did that happen? Yes, yeah, so um, at one of the events, the events I was helping take down, I happened to be in the back by myself, and I was singing. And the, uh, the, first, the first lady, the pastor's wife, heard me, and she said, oh, my goodness, you know, she was like, you can do a lot of things. You're so talented. She's like, I want you to join my choir team. So... I I got introduced to the choir team first, and then before I knew it, I was on the praise team, the choir team. I was um, helping with Sunday school for the kids. I was um, the um, the person that was assisting with giving gifts out to different people in the church. I was helping um, make just make deposits or whatever they needed me to do. They they came and asked me. I would say sure. I never just volunteered my services. I just naturally was being myself, and from that, they saw my talent, or they just asked me to assist with something, and I willingly said yes, because I wanted to honor the Lord, and 
I liked what they were doing. I saw what they were doing, and I thought it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as you began to do that, if I remember right, the Lord began to actually move um, yes. powerfully in the, the, the young people's lives yes. and in the ministry itself. Um, you invited me to even come. Correct. And you want to talk about any of those things, how maybe some of how the young people were responding to to your presence? Um, yes, the, the youth has always been important to me, especially because of my own background and the struggles I went through and mm-hmm. um, not having enough mentorship. And so anytime I'm around children, I enjoy talking to them and getting them to engage. And so I had developed a relationship with a lot of the youth. And within the church, and then because I was on the praise team, um, the and the the Lord has gifted me with certain abilities. You know, all credit goes to Him. If without Him, I wouldn't have that. But because I was seen on the praise team and different things, the the Holy Spirit, the anointing that God has put on my life for music ministry and just missionary work, He started moving in the church. And the next thing you know, more people started coming. Mm-hmm. We were, they were putting on plays and then everybody would get their parts and we would put on a full, full show and they would literally give us like a week to learn a whole script and we would do it willingly. We would say yes. Mm-hmm. And so I became very involved in the church and they even at one point had told me, we, we know the calling that God has put in your life. We want to acknowledge it. And they called me to the church, but, and I should have noticed this at the time, but they called me to the church, but they did it at night. When nobody else was there with no witnesses, and they called me and they anointed me. They anointed me with holy oil. They put the prayer cloth over my head, and they said that basically they wanted to acknowledge the giftings that the God, God had given me, and they wanted me to operate freely in the church. They gave me free, free range to, to, um, to move as the Holy Spirit led me. And mm-hmm. so through that, different things started happening. I started sharing my testimony in the church. I started... Um, you know, like I said, helping with the praise team, and God was moving. He Praying was moving. I believe, mm-hmm. I believe when you invited me, I believe um, the Lord opened an opportunity where you um, asked me to, I can't remember if I helped you sing, or somehow we ended up, they, they asked us to pray for the people, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Pray for the people. Um, one, one woman was um, set free from demons. Just this, God was moving. When I say miracle, miraculous things were happening that I had never even experienced myself, mm-hmm. I was still, um, I had come back from a missionary trip, and when I came back from that trip, I had, I committed to God full-heartedly. I said, Lord, I'm going to do whatever it is that you tell me to do. So when I came back, I was on fire. I was in my word daily. I was fasting weekly. I was consistently having a relationship with the Lord, and it was like an experience I had never felt before. I had mm-hmm. never had this level of a relationship with the Lord, and he just began to move, mm-hmm. move in a mighty way. Mm-hmm. And th- things were shifting. The church was getting full. And then Jezebel came through and was like, no, we, we're not having this today. We're going to shut this down. And that's no. when the tables turned. That's one thing. Okay, I was get. I had. A, I had a question here that I was going to say. They uh, turned on you, and why? 
so maybe we can start that. Um, I don't know if we'll hit if we'll if he'll give me the cues for the commercial. If if he does, when you hear the music, we'll just pick it up after the break. But mm-hmm. you you let us right into it when you say Jezebel. Explain what you being. What what happened? Jezebel, there was a there was a member in the church that was not happy about the changes that were happening. Because, you know, they had started to shift a lot of things. They started to change the the decor of the church, started rearranging things to make it more open, to make it more welcoming for people to come to the altar. A lot of things were shifting, shifting for the good. And this one individual did not like that. And they were part of the, uh, what you would call the ministry team, kind of. Like, they were part a member of the church. They were, I think, um, providing some financial assistance. And so they had a say and what was happening in the church, and this person did not like the things that God was doing. She didn't like that people were being set free. She didn't like that I was being used the way that I was. I hadn't been there that long, and, you know, she, she I'm assuming she wanted that for herself. And so different things began to happen because I operate based on the Holy Spirit. So if the Lord tells me to do something, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to wait for peace. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the word and the type of anointing that he has on my life. Sometimes it involves seeing people's conditions and exposing that to them. Mm-hmm. What the issue may be, even if it's from a whole church perspective or just an individual perspective. And he obviously gives you wisdom on how mm-hmm. to do it. Because you don't just go in there and start telling, telling people, you're this and you do this and you do that. Right. <laughs> That's not how it works. Right. He gives us wisdom how to operate. Wait, wait, wait. But mind you, they had given you that. Um, right. That, uh, Free reign. Yeah, yes, but, but you didn't right. abuse it. But, but I just want to remind people that they had anointed you and laid hands yes. on you and confirmed yes. your ministry. So now yes. it's telling us we have two minutes. So go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there were different people um, that I had given, you know, a message to you via the Lord, and I was on point. The people would confirm I was on point, but then I would get corrected, and they would say, well, sometimes you can't speak in tongues in front of everybody, but it wasn't a moment where I would speak tongues in front of everybody. It would be with who we who were considered part of the ministry team, you know, the music person, the pastor, you know, specific members of the church. It wouldn't be the whole body. Mm-hmm. And then they would use scripture and tell me, well, this scripture says this, and that's why you shouldn't speak in tongues in front of this group. And then I would go back and read the word for myself, because you have to read the word for yourself to, to know if you're out of place, and you have to seek God for understanding. And I would read the same scripture that they told you. You always have to read the before, the scripture, and the after of that scripture to get a complete understanding and break it down. And then I would come back. I would come back and say, well, I, you gave me the scripture, but I'm confused because the rest of the scripture says this. If I'm amongst people that cause, confess to be believers, that I'm all right to operate in that gifting. Mm-hmm. And then they would say, well, don't worry about that. Don't worry, don't about, worry that about that. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. But mind you, the whole congregation doesn't know that they have anointed me and told me to go free in the Lord. There's that confusion and that manipulation, and the tunes are here, so we have to pick it up after the break. (laughs) (laughs) 
Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, this is Minister Diane. I am live with Chanel Nicole, my wonderful daughter. I um, don't think I said in the intro that she is also part of Equipping the Saints Ministries uh, board. She's one of our board members, so she's uh, very, very involved with the ministry and has just really been a tremendous blessing since we lost Chris. God God knows how to fill in the gaps, you know. And if I was in person with you guys, I would just ask you to give her a clap, you know, just to give her a hand clap because um she's doing she's doing great. This this is her first time doing something to this degree and she's doing great. So give her a hand clap, y'all, even though we can't hear you. Give her a hand clap, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> we give God the praise, but give her a hand clap too, you know. So we were talking about your experience at a particular church. The Lord began to move. The ministry began to actually grow. The people began to be um, ministered to. They began to deal with some of their real issues. If I remember right, there were some people with some serious, like you said, someone got delivered of demons. There were some people with some serious issues. Um, Young lady, uh, I remember that the church went to go pray for one of the ladies in her home or something because she was having some serious problems, and God began to move. And then the Jezebel spirit the enemy began to combat the move of the Lord. So right. then 
the the manipulation, the tug of war, the secrecy. You described how the ministers, they didn't tell the whole congregation. They didn't do this in front of the congregation so the congregation could know that they were actually supposedly standing behind you, right? Right. Um, But then they began to rebuke you, no doubt, because this woman was probably complaining behind the scenes, right? Right. Yes. Okay. So I think that's kind of where we left off at. um, what what happened next? I mean, I witnessed some of this with you. I was actually there one Sunday with you, and I saw that woman was giving us the e- giving both of us the evil eye, honey. She was looking at, at us like if you were a fly, and I was a fly swatter, I would smack you dead. <laughs> right. And there there was a lot of things that that were happening. And obviously, we don't have a lot of time, but there was. Different things. Even when I I joined the choir, the praise team, she started treating me like I was the lead vocalist. But they, she already had members there, and so um, I I could tell that it was causing some issues. Mm-hmm. I I could tell that there was some some division. It was kind of like who is she? Who does she think she is coming in? And so, but the Lord will drop things in your spirit, and I could feel the strife. I could feel the animosity, and so what I did, the Lord Lord told me to go talk to the person that was the lead vocalist. Yep. Go talk to her. Yep. And I went and talked to her, and I told her, I don't know what you were told about me participating with a group. I said, but I am only here to help. I am not here to be a lead. I'm here just to support you guys, because they were starting to give me lead songs. They were making me primary on certain things, and I could just feel the shift and after I talked to her, I could tell that there was a a, a release, like there was peace between like her because and I went mm-hmm. between her and I because because I had went to talk to her that I had cleared the air and let her know like look i'm not I'm not trying to take your spot you you have this position, you've had this position for a while. I respect that, and I will gladly just assist wherever you need me to 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 assist, and that's what I would do and Amen. then. And then the woman that was causing a lot of problems, she all of a sudden decided to do, uh, to teach Sunday school one morning. And the different things that she was saying, it was like the opposite of what the Lord had been doing for the mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember all her words, but it was basically kind to trying to reverse what the Lord had been doing. And she was doing this in front of everybody. And we were all kind of looking at her like, what is going on? Like, what's, what's going on? So there was different things like that that you could tell, you know, she would give us the give me give me the evil eye, and then all of a sudden they would go in the room and have private meetings, and mm-hmm. things were just really shifting. And at this point, I, I they had me doing so many things, I'm kind of burnt out. I'm like, Lord, this is a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. for one person. I'm a I'm a mother, you know. I was working full time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, choir rehearsal. And one of the last events that they had me do was I catered an event that they had at the church. Mm-hmm. And it was a good 15 to 20 people or so that came to this event. And I put on a full-on meal. It was the first time I had done a catering event like this. Mm-hmm. And I served the people. I brought plates. Um, it was a nice event. It was a good event. And so after it was over, some of my items were still in the church. I had brought my dishes and different things to use during the during the um ministry moment of, of cooking for the people and blessing their bellies. Mm-hmm. And um, 
all these things are happening. And I was also performing as well because I was still doing dance ministry on the side. And we're, we're dancing, we're putting on a show. And during that show, I just broke out in praise when the show ended. It was like the Lord had touched me so hard. Mm. I just broke out in praise and I had to walk off of the, the show had ended. Everybody was in their performance style, but I broke out speaking in tongues and, and calling on the Lord. And so I ex- exited myself to the back of the auditorium mm-hmm. and I began to praise him, praise him. I laid on the floor and I was still crying out to the Lord, just praising him. And mm. before I knew it, a, a woman had come in there while I was worshiping the Lord. And she starts, she began to minister to me and she began to give me a prophetic word. And she began to tell me that I was going to be persecuted. Mm. She said persecution was coming, mm-hmm. that it was something that was not warranted. I didn't deserve it, but mm-hmm. that it was coming. Mm-hmm. And that um, because of the, the, the walk that the Lord had in my life, um, that people, I would be one step ahead and the people were still trying to catch up getting to the point where I was at and I would, I, I would continue to move on. And so she imparted some things in, into me. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, I never knew that literally the following week, the persecution was going to begin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I had no clue that what the level of persecution that was coming. Mm-hmm. So what I've, what I've just heard you describe is what I've been talking about in the series how controlling leaders will begin to cause division amongst the staff, amongst the members of the congregation. They'll pit them against each other. They'll compliment one to make the other one feel bad. Things like that. This is exactly what I've been describing in the series about the characteristics of spiritual abuse about the warning signs of spiritual abuse. Okay, so now the Lord warns you. They used you, before I say that, they used you every chance they got. Mm -hmm. Now, they knew that you were um, new, not, not to the Lord per se, but you were new to the church, and you were supposed to be growing in the Lord also. They weren't ministering to your needs, right? Right. They weren't ministering to your needs, but they were using your gifts and your talents and your abilities. And I heard you say you were about burnt out just before this (laughs) shift happened. So then the Lord warns you that persecution is coming. And what happens? So, So that the warning came like over a weekend. And then literally, I believe, actually, I'm sorry, I forgot that that same day that I had went to the Sunday service because I was doing, I was responsible for doing praise and worship. I made sure praise and worship was completed before I went to my show. But while I was there, she came to me and said, uh, make sure I return something back to the church that I had been utilizing based on their permission. She said, make sure I give it back to the church. And I thought I had a check in my spirit because I was like, that's kind of odd. Like, why would she ask me for that back? That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. But I said, okay. And then she also told me to get my things out of the church. All the dishes and different different Mm -hmm. things I had left behind. Mm -hmm. She told me to get my things out of church. And I was like, again, I had a check in my spirit. I'm like, Lord, this doesn't feel right. 
But I didn't think anything of it. I just did. I gave, I returned the item to her, and I, I had the kids help me collect my things, and we put them in my car, and we went on to the show. Then later on, that's when I got the prosthetic word that something was coming. Mm-hmm. So, But I'm not thinking anything of it. When she asked me, I, I had the check, but I didn't think it was going to go where it went. So then that was over the, that was Sunday. So then Tuesday comes and she has her husband call me. She doesn't call me. The husband calls me and he says, uh, you know, Minister Chanel, I'm just and calling up to, this to let point, you know. Up to this point, though, you hadn't been interacting with the, the, the husband, right? No, not, not, not concerning um, like prep, uh, choir practice, any of that, not, not any of the details. He was a part of anointing me. Okay. Those things like right. things like that, uh-huh. but he was not part of the daily call me about times and texting me about wh- where to go and what time to be there and will you do this on Sunday service? Like he was not part of that. So his call came from nowhere. Okay. He had never called me the whole time I was at the church. Okay. And so um, he called me and he said, "Well, Miss um, Chanel, I'm calling to let you know your services are no longer needed." And I was like, "What?" what? What do you mean my services are no longer needed? He was like, your services are no longer needed. And I'm like, okay, well, did I do something wrong? No. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say anything else. No, you didn't do anything wrong. And I said, okay, well, I know the scriptures say that if your brother and sister, you know, offend you, that you're supposed to go to them and talk about it and tell them you know, what the issue is so that you can kind of work, try to work it out. So I just want to make sure I'm understanding. You're telling me that I didn't do anything wrong. And he was like, correct, you, you didn't do anything wrong. And I said, but my services are no longer needed. And he said, no. So and he said, we just... That's like, I mean, to me, that's saying you're fired, right? right. <laughs> like when people tell your services, are no, that's like, you're fired, right? I mean, is that is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Okay. Right. That's that's how I took it. Thirty seconds. Don't come back break. to the church. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, Lord, but I already know the outcome. But yeah, <laughs> say that again. They, it was like, how did you feel? Don't go. Don't come back to church. We don't need you to come here no more. You're not welcome. <laughs> Lord help us, Jesus. Talk about spiritual abuse. We're going to the tune. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm going to let you say how that made you feel when that happened after the break. (laughs) Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page, 
Amazon.com and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Tugginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Tugginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people. This is me and my daughter, Chanel. We are talking about spiritual abuse and how hirelings and wolves in sheep's clothing will use, abuse the people of God, the sheep, um, to build their own kingdoms, to suit their own purposes, and God is not pleased. But we've got Chanel giving us a firsthand account of one of her experiences. So you were about to tell us how did it affect you when out of nowhere, I mean, it wasn't totally out of nowhere because the Lord did give you a warning, but like out of nowhere, really, your services are no longer needed here. Don't come back. That was the message, basically. Right. And I forgot, too, right before that happened, that same Jezebel that was in the church, they had made a lot of changes, and now all of a sudden it was, we can't call the pastor and his wife directly. We have to call this Jezebel first in order to get access to the pastor. And, um, you know, she would be the, the middleman between them. So they had received some additional financing or something. And next thing we know that uh, some big changes had happened too. So when he called me and fired me, I was like hurt. It, mm. it wounded me bad. Mm. And I, I would equal it to the equivalent of what people call church hurt. Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. it wounded me because I was like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I would have been able to swallow it a little bit better had I done something. Mm-hmm. Had they had said, well, you did X, Y, and Z, and this, why, this is why we're firing you. This is why you're not welcome anymore. 
Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. It mm-hmm. was, you didn't do anything wrong, but you're fired. Mm-hmm. And it, it devastated me. I was extremely wounded. And it, it, it actually impacted my walk with the Lord. And I always mm-hmm. used to tell people, like, don't ever let anybody else impact your relationship with the Lord. But then you forget that we're human. Mm-hmm. That we're human, that we have emotions. And then even when God gives warnings, sometimes we never understand the level of how extreme that will feel or how bad that will wound us. Yeah. And if the only regret I have is that I wasn't rooted enough in Christ mm-hmm. for, for it to, so that I didn't allow it to make me step away from the church because I ended up walking away from the ministry for a, a period of time. Mm-hmm. I still believed in God. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't denounce God or anything like that. I would never do that. I've always said I've lived without Christ and I've lived with him and I will never go back to living without him. Mm-hmm. But it did, it did wound me so bad that I had to step away from the ministry because I was like, I can't do this. How, how do people call themselves believers and they say that they love the Lord mm-hmm. and they, pr- they, they profess that he's, the, the, the most important thing in their life, but this is how they'll treat people. Mm-hmm. If this mm-hmm. is what they'll do to people, they'll cause this level of hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it didn't end there because then um, what the Lord also inspired me to do was he told me to send out a message to all the minister heads, all the people, the music ministry, the pastors, mm-hmm. the other ministers in the church, send them a group message and explain to them that I wasn't going to be at the church anymore. And that it was not not by my choosing, Mm -hmm. but that I was told that my services are no longer needed. But I was also told that I did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And so what I learned after the fact is that they went back and supposedly told them that I didn't give them a chance to explain. I didn't give them a chance to explain. And they didn't tell me not to come back to the church anymore. They they tried to sugarcoat it. They fixed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They try to sugarcoat it and make it seem like it wasn't as bad as it was, and that I just didn't give them an opportunity to explain to me. But that was not the case. But I did. but I asked. but after this exchange with the ministers and whatnot, did they call you up and say, "No, no, no, Sister Chanel, that's not what we meant"? Did they ever do that? Um, no, exactly. they did not call me. They never, they they never tried to fix thing. it and say, oh, no, 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 daughter, we didn't mean to hurt you. That is not what we meant. We're so sorry. None of that happened, right? Right. None of that happened. Okay. So I don't, I don't even think any of the ministers in the group. Oh, no, I, I think I talked to one person, one maybe minister. one person. That, that's how I found out that they, what they had explained to the church. What the one person did tell them, come back to me and say, well, I was confused and I'm sorry that this is happening and this is what they were saying and but they had been going there so long and then to come to find out that I wasn't the first person that they had did something like this too. They oh, were known yes for oh, doing this. Yes. And yes. nobody told me. I had no clue. I didn't know that that had happened before and it broke my heart when I found out that they now at this point I know what the pain feels like and then to find out that they had did that to multiple people. And it's like things like that make people not want to come to church mm-hmm. because they're like, if, if that's the God that you serve and you treat people like this, I don't want to serve that God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then that's why it's important to read the word for yourself. 
to get into that Bible so that you can recognize the fruit, see the evidence of people's fruit in their life, and see mm-hmm. if their life is consistent with the fruits that God gives us, the, mm-hmm. the kindness, to love thy neighbor, you know, mm-hmm. to follow his commandments. And if they're not living according to what the scriptures say, then you're supposed to know that that person's not operating in the spirit of Christ. Right. The love of Christ, so that you can separate the two. You can yeah, separate like, them from God. Yeah, because like you said, so many people will throw the baby out with the bathwater. They'll basically say, I don't want nothing to do with God. I don't want nothing to do with the church, any church, after an experience like that. And they're, they're, they won't separate the two, like you said, and right. say, oh, that church is just wrong. Those ministers mm-hmm. are not of God. People are afraid right. to say that. That's not of Christ. But we're here tonight to say that is not of Christ. And if you're in a church like that, people, where you're being used and worked to death and abused, and then you're not getting your spiritual needs met, and they're not treating you like the precious soul that you are, feeding you, nurturing you, then you need to pray seriously I would say definitely bounce. If it was me, I would be like, bounce. It's time to be out. But Mm -hmm. God might have you there so that you can grow through that pain and bring about a change yourself. Now, in Chanel's case, they asked her to leave, so she didn't have much of a choice. In your case, you have to see what the Lord might say. We always want to leave our listeners with some hope, and we only have a few, um, like about, I think about five minutes. Can you tell us how did you recover? Because you are involved with our ministry uh, very much, very much. Um, Do you feel, let me say, do you feel that you recovered? And if so, how did you recover? I think I I I have recovered. It it took some time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. It took some time, Mm -hmm. and it took the Lord pulling out my heartstrings again and me missing having that one-on-one relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, because uh, uh, this is what's so recent, it's just in the last couple of years, the pandemic happening and me seeing the scriptures come to life before my eyes made me say, I need to get right with the Lord. Uh. I need to repent. <laughs> I need to repent. Uh-huh. And I need to get right with the Lord because I'm not going to miss my ticket to heaven. Uh-huh. I'm not going to make my ticket to heaven, and nobody else is responsible for me to get into heaven except for myself, and I can't let anybody else bring me down so that I miss out on my ticket. Mm-hmm. Mm. Powerful, powerful, powerful. So in the end, yes, it was very, very painful. It did shake you. You're saying it shook you. You walked away from ministry. <laughs> Here, right. this is what these these Jezebels, this is what these hirelings can do. You were on fire when you came back from Jamaica. You were on fire for the Lord. The Lord had spoken yes. to your life. You were at, you were walking in that, and these devils almost killed that. But God, but God, God said, "No, I'm not letting you go." You do. You belong to me. I, 
I love you. He nurtured you back to health. <laughs> praise, praise you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you're very, 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 um, you know, I've watched you go through that process, of course, and now you're very uh, instrumental and helpful to me since Dad passed. Um, so I thank you. I thank you for joining us. Um, do you want to tell us we got a few minutes to talk about your YouTube channel? Do you want to talk to us about your YouTube channel a little bit? Oh, uh, yeah. You can. Um, I have a Facebook page. My Facebook um, name is at Nicole's Place. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-E-S, at Nicole's Place. I'm also on Instagram. My handle is Nicole, Nicole's Place 805. Again, that's Nicole's Place 805. And um, I just talk about my land, and I talk about um, what God has blessed me with and how I wanted to learn how to maintain what he has given me before I'm blessed with anything else. And so I I started gardening, and so now I do videos about my gardening. My daughter, Nevaeh, is in the videos with me. She makes her appearances, and she's on fire, firecracker (laughs) child. (laughs) She keeps me on my toes. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm learning new things every day. I'm learning about grass. I'm learning about, I do a lot of DIY projects. I love to cook. Cooking is important to me. I love to bless the belly. So I'm just engaging in life, love, land, and more. So All check right. me out. Yeah. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Ooh, wonderful, wonderful. There's the tunes. So I guess we're out of time. we got to land this plane. And I hope you'll come back and join me again, daughter. I love you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Love you, Mom. You're welcome, honey. Love you, too. (laughs) Bye-bye.